Hello and welcome to another special edition bonus 10 year anniversary special of the Constructor Criticism Podcast. I'm joined by the last founder. Um, you know, we've done Kyle, we've done Casey. It's time to get the witch cling in here. Matt Kling, what's up, man? What's up? Dude, uh, we should be recording our other podcasts right now, but you know, this this has to get done too. Yeah, that's fair. It's only so much time, you know. So, uh, for those who don't know, Matt Kling is one of the original co-hosts of Constructed Criticism. I've uh, been on many different eras of the show and is my current co-host of the inconsistent but always fun Smash 3 podcast. Yeah, those are the two things that I would describe that podcast as, so that makes sense. Inconsistent but always fun? Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. Uh, Matt, you, you were on... The very first episode of Constructor Criticism, you were part of the planning of the show. You probably stayed for another, I don't know, 30 to so episodes to, to start the show off. Maybe longer than that. I don't remember. Uh, came back to the show uh, to do it with me and Michael. Then came back to the show again after John and Seth left to do it with me. Um, did some episodes with Mason before um, before Sky joined the show. What a... I, I gotta ask, like, you've been a part of the show for so long, but what did you think when I was like, hey, I'm doing, like, a 10-year celebration? Yeah, it's it's wild to think that it's been 10 years. Like, uh, I mean, and also, we had the, the predecessor, the spiritual predecessor to Constructive Criticism, which I still remember. I'm certain that, you know, there's no living proof of that anymore, but... <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to me, and what I what I really appreciated, especially today when I was thinking about it, was like how, like how much the podcast evolved from from where we started it to where it is now, but like how true you've stayed to the the vision that you've had for the podcast, at least over the last, you know, I don't know, like maybe like the first ten episodes or something were kind of different, but then after that, it's been pretty, pretty on point. Yeah, it, that, first of all, thank you. Um... That means a lot to me personally, but I, I, I think about, we like, I wanted to do a new podcast and I like was always talking with Kyle about like the type of things we want to do. I didn't like what the direction that our old podcast is going. It felt like corny and like not helpful. And I wanted to like help the magic community and kind of change what I was working on. And, you know, we all were these PTQ grinders that just wanted to do a show that like we would want to listen to about like, you know, what, what is important in constructed magic right now that can help me go to like a PTQ. Um, I know, you like a huge part of that vision. Yeah. I think that the thing that really stands out to me about constructed criticism, as opposed to like other constructed magic podcasts is like how evergreen a lot of the topics are, right? Like it's more, there are like plenty of podcasts about like the meta and like different things like that, but this one, I feel like you can walk away from any episode of CC or most at least, and feel like you've taken something away that will last you forever. And oftentimes, it doesn't even necessarily need to apply to magic, so that's always pretty great. Is there anything that you think of when like you think of your errors that you hope people picked up? Um. From my era specifically, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything specific that I can think of like that. 
Yeah. You you just said that the best era was me, you, and Michael. You, you said that. Well, both. yeah. I, I I obviously I'm biased though. So. <laughs> I, I don't know how many people agree with that necessarily. But. I I it's funny. I think about like some of the episodes that we did early on and how like we revisited them with Michael when it was me and Michael or me you and Michael about like you know managing your resources or um you know that one became almost like a catalyst for hundreds of episodes of the show of different ways and different reasons that that's important and how it's a game of resources um and you were like a huge part of that do you have any any here's the thing here's why i here's why at least for me that will always be the most special time of cc because like that was during my biggest growth as a player like Uh, not only just, like, talking to Michael all the time, like, really broadened everything that I thought about Magic. Like, he's just a very smart individual and had a deep understanding of the game and, and helped me really level up my game. Um, but also, at that point in time, I was probably, you know, playing 10 GPs a year or whatever. So, like, I was really playing a lot of high-level Magic, and that's that's why that era will always be very special to me. Yeah, having having you and Michael, you know going to these Grand Prix and, and doing well and going to the Pro Tour, like, I think I've certainly brought, um, we're, we're, I think the show's has something really special that people got to witness me, you, Quentin, Michael, uh, Casey, all qualify for our first Pro Tours while doing the show and, like, applying the things that we talked about on the show to our game to get better and they, they there was like this real evolution of us as players as we did the show and we were practicing what we preached and it brought a level of um credibility to what what we were saying because it wasn't like we were just like spouting out nonsense right like it was hey this is what we're learning this is what we're doing to improve and like we're not perfect and we're not here to pretend that we know everything it's just this is what we're learning and these are the things that we're questioning yeah and i think honestly there's some correlation there even beyond just like you know us uh, simultaneously getting better at magic and also doing the podcast like i i do think that having to explain yourself in uh, a format like this is a good way to improve at magic so i think that the podcast helped us all get there even more than just like being temporally related you talked about that being your favorite area. Is there like a favorite specific podcast memory? Oh, I don't know if I could come up with anything specific like that. I'm yeah. I'm really bad on the spot like that. <laughs> uh, I know one of yours. Okay. Do you remember? I don't remember if it was episode 200 or 300 where we're wrapping up the show. And we're like, where can people find you? Yeah, this is, this is the thing that always comes to my mind. It wasn't from that era, though, so I, that's why I didn't mention it, but... Uh, you know what? It actually might have been from that era. It, was that around episode 300 or 200? I don't know. I don't remember if you were on during that time. But I, I also... So for those who don't know, there's a moment... I, we mentioned it on the last one of these with Casey because it's one of my favorite memories. So it's like, you don't need to find me. And <laughs> the, I, the, like, the, uh, Mason Clark had the like this laugh that sounded like a dolphin that got left in the show that also was like really high on my favorite things from that episode yeah that was that was great definitely um you kind of mentioned this a little bit in talking about the the spirit of the podcast but uh you know we have another podcast that talks about always improving and i'm kind of curious like 
What does always improving mean to you after doing this show for so long and being a part of it? Um, I think that that has evolved for me in some ways. Um, I think that when we first started talking about always improving, I really thought that it was more like, you know, if you don't practice, you're going to get worse. And in some ways it does mean that, but I think it's more of a mindset than an actual day-to-day uh, -day thing for me, at least at this point. Like, I think if you always have the mindset to be improving at something, it will always go better than if you have the mindset to just stagnate or, or just uh, give up. Do you apply that anywhere else in your life right now? I mean, yeah, I think I mostly apply that to everything. I mean, I, I wish that I applied it more to things that matter. I, I think that it is very applicable in things that do matter, but I, I, uh, I mean, I apply it anytime that I'm approaching any kind of competition. Like, as long as I'm getting better at the thing that I'm trying to do, uh, that's, that's what's really important. Every day that I get better is a day that I'm, you know, closer to where I want to be. Uh, I don't know how you're going to answer this one because you've answered all the other similar questions this way, but is is there a training grounds that you remember or an episode that you know you think people should go back and listen to? No, because you don't think about it! No, I don't, and I know that there are some that I did really like, but I I just can't come up with one right now on the spot. That's um, all good, man. I, I know I, I definitely like the evergreen ones more than anything uh, that was you know topical at the time. Um... Maybe I'll get by a list. Yeah, I, I. If you had given me some heads up, you know, I could have could have thought about it more. I meant to. I meant to. I didn't realize that you didn't have access to the show notes <laughs> before we ah. started the show. <laughs> it's an always improving moment for me, for sure. <laughs> before the show, Macklin's like, "Yeah, can you give me access to this doc that you had sent me?" And I was like, "Oh," I thought I'm the worst. Uh, what? What are you kind of like moving forward? You know, we're in this era right now that we've we've honestly been in for a lot longer than it sometimes feels like of this Mason, Abe, and Spencer era of the show. And you know, who knows who knows how long this era will be? Um, you know, if, you, if we we talked about tons of different people, there's still more people. Quentin's going to come on here. Um, you know, we're going to do this with Trey. We're going to do this with John, Seth. Like, is there is there something that you hope? that CC continues to bring moving forward or that we can bring the listeners moving forward? Well, yeah, I mean, kind of just like what I was saying, I just, I really like how the show has mostly stayed true to the vision, you know, like it's, it's mostly about people helping people improve. And, uh, I, like I said, in some ways it like transcends just getting better at magic. Like it's just getting better at doing the things that you love. And I think that I would hope that, uh, you know, the podcast always stays true to that more than anything. Awesome. Uh, well, where can people find you right now if they if they want to to see your MTGO results? If they want to, you know, I'm not confident that there's a place that you could realistically find me. Um, you know, I I do have a Twitter technically, or an X, or whatever whatever we're calling Twitter these days. But uh, that is at the Witch Cling. Uh, but yeah, I'm mostly mostly not on social media, so I don't know if you could really find me. Yeah, but what if they wanted to like listen to a podcast that you were on? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cer certainly, you can find me on the Constructed Criticism, uh, you know, network or whatever. The uh, the Easy Media or network. the Easy Media network, yes, right. Yeah, there we go. Let's listen to Smash Throw. 
Uh, any shout-outs you want to give to uh, anybody from from the show or about the show? Yeah, or... I, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody that's been a part of this. I mean, look at this list of, of hosts that you, the show has had over, over the years. That's just – that's amazing. Like, I mean, 10 years, it's – it's really hard to even put that into perspective that this has been going strong for so long. And I mean, the fact that, man, it feels like you and uh, you and Mason and Abe have been doing this for a while now. So that's that's great. I hope that that, you know, dynamic continues strong as well. Yeah, it's it. I, I today um, I was in the, the our private discord for the show and I just was like. I don't know, last night we had a. Um, behind the curtains like we had like a a tough one where like we didn't really save the the idea of the topic when we were putting the schedule together and none of us could really remember what we had written down and like why we wanted to do it we spent like 20 minutes before the show kind of massaging the the topic and what we wanted to present to the listeners and i i don't know it was like i just was like i really love working with these guys um, and one day they're going to be gone. Like I, I'm confident that one day, I mean, they, they've both, uh, you know, got things that they're, they're trying to achieve that will remove them from the podcast one day. But I, I want to write up this, this era as long as possible. So. Yep. Nothing's forever. So, you know, enjoy it while it's here. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Matt, so much for coming on and, and just talking to me about this. Um, I, I know that. I, I want to give a shout out to you. Like this podcast wouldn't exist uh, in any form without you. And I hope you know that like, you know, while you maybe were only on for, you know, three to five years of the show, like that it, it, it would not be possible without you. And I hope the listeners know that and appreciate what you brought and the, the level of care that when you were on the show, like, you put into competing and being your best. It, it was always something that I really appreciated. Well, I appreciate you saying that. That's very kind. All right. We'll see everybody next time with another bonus episode of the 10 year anniversary of constructed criticism.